what is going on guys your boy elroy here and welcome back to the your boy elroy mma podcast and we are back 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 again guys for another great week of mma coverage here on ybe mma um, before we get into it if it's your first time here if you've been here before thank you so much for joining us we are so grateful for all of you guys um we're going to be trying some new uh, techniques to try to gain a little bit more of an audience. Um, it's never been my focus to like the numbers. It's just not something that I'm really that interested in pursuing. This has always been for me and me alone. Um, because I just love the sport so much, but all the passion that I do put into um, following this sport, um, I feel like deserves to be heard, so from now on, we're going to be trying some new things in hopes that uh, some new people find us, so yeah, get ready, because there's going to be some short-form content coming out on different platform social media platforms and um we'll see how it does we will see it's going to take a little bit more work but hey nothing's ever given out for free right full disclosure today is monday and i am recording this because as you guys are listening to this on friday i am on vacation yes a much needed vacation i decided this year that i was gonna take um most of not all of it but the majority of spring break with my family my wife is a teacher if you don't know so i am going to uh, we're going to florida so i'm not taking my laptop not taking my microphone i'm going to take myself (laughs) and my nintendo switch probably and um just enjoy some time you know some quiet time out there uh disconnect a bit and uh all the stuff as far as posts for this episode and you know will all be done in advance so that i'm not you know blasting it out while i'm on vacation but i'm excited and uh i'm excited to get into this episode as well so let's get right into it because there's not like a ton to talk about like I said it's Monday so it's it's kind of tough but what we are going to talk about today is one of the single best moments um I've ever had following the sport of MMA and I cannot wait to get into it but first as we always do let's get into some news and um Obviously, the majority of the news we'll talk about when we talk about 287. But um, something that we did find out this past weekend was that headlining the pay-per-view in Vancouver, British Columbia, in Canada, will be the trilogy bout Amanda Nunes versus Juliana Pena 3. Now... We know that, 
you know, Juliana Pena pulled the rabbit out of the hat the first fight in fighting Amanda Nunes, which none of us ever thought that was going to happen. But then they ran it back immediately. And um, Juliana Pena lost a unanimous decision. And, like, a real bad one. <laughs> like, she had some moments, but I remember one time Amanda Nunez hit her, and, like, her feet went out from under her. It was so hard. Like, um, I'm guessing that they went with this over Aldana because they think that it'll do better headlining a pay-per-view. Um, I'm honestly quite, I'm not quite sure because... It's still Amanda Nunes. Um, she's notorious for being under a bigger title fight, as most women are. Um, but, hey, they have to try, and it's not like they have to draw a big house because the UFC sells on its own, and the pay-per-view numbers, it doesn't matter as much as it did back in the day um, because they have that set deal with... ESPN, so they don't really have to worry about, you know, bulking up the card, as we could say. Like, I was listening to Kevin Holland talk about the May 13th card, which happens to be the card in Charlotte. He's like, oh, you know, it's it doesn't look that great. And in my head, I thought the same thing when I first saw the lineup. I'm like, oh, this isn't a great lineup, but... You know, if I had the chance to go, I'm like, but it's still the UFC, and they haven't been here since, you know, 2018 or whatever it is. So, for me, it was, like, like I get it, it but the UFC sells itself. Um, I've never been to a UFC show, but um, I've been to a ton of WWE shows, which, which live are kind of tough to watch. Um, AEW doesn't have that problem. I think I think their shows are really fun. Live, I went to Battle of the Belts or something. They, they had something here. Oh, no, it was a Dynamite. I didn't end up going to the Battle of the Belts because it was a nothing show, but I went to the first Dynamite they had in Charlotte, and that was really fun. I've been to a ton of Raw's, pay-per-views, WrestleManias, and the, the pay-per-views are cool live it's the raws that are hard you know they're they're really long and this coming from the guy who went to wrestlemania in orlando and in new orleans and those were really long shows before they switched to the two nights those were like peak length but again it's it's a pay-per-view so it kind of feels different but i couldn't like i couldn't imagine sitting at a raw at this time like in this era so but the UFC, yes, um, Amanda Nunes versus Juliana Pena, three. Speaking of wrestling, let's talk about uh, the one wrestling news story from this past week. Actually got announced today. Um, this segment is brought to you by the Matt Madness Wrestling Podcast. Thank you for sponsoring the Matt Madness Wrestling Minute. I love you guys so much. Ektufly, Ektrambiki, Alo Aaron Lloyd. If you need any 
wrestling conversation, go talk to those dudes. It's going to be like if you're sitting at a bar with your homies just chopping it up. That's where I got my podcasting start. That's the style I developed with them, and I'm grateful that I did, and I'm really happy that they're back to a very, very consistent schedule. I love those guys. Check them out. But the one story from this week is uh, Logan Paul has re-signed with the WWE. The terms of the contract are not that known, but we hear that it is a multi-year deal. So his last deal was a one-year deal. He had to do you know so many pay-per-views, uh, WrestleMania to WrestleMania, um, but they're going to get him for a few years here. I mean, he's done great in the ring, on the mic, um, he's done his promotional job with them as far as, you know, gaining a ton of notoriety as a wrestler and having, you know, a lot of people excited, really excited to see him. So congratulations to Logan Paul on the new contract. You're crushing it. Um, and, you know, back when the whole stuff happened, um, in Japan, <laughs> I saw it as like, this guy's never going to recover from this. Never. And not only did he recover, he came back even stronger. And he really grew a platform and a and just a space where he's so multifaceted. He's, in, he's a freaking genius, this guy, man. Congratulations, Logan Paul. I feel like you deserve all the credit in the world for all this. Like, I remember watching him on Vine. And the one main, like, the main skit I remember, and I think this was, like, because this was the only stuff that I really saw from him, was he used to do, like, this super market amateur wrestler thing where he'd go into a supermarket and he'd go up to people, he'd be wearing... um like a tear-off jumpsuit, and he'd go up to people and, and like, rip it off, then act like he's going to um, grapple or wrestle with them, and then a referee would come out of nowhere. It was so funny. So funny. The supermarket wrestler or whatever it was called. It was, like, one of my favorite series of Vines back in the day, and I'm a big Vine guy. Like, Vine was the best. R.I.P. But that's it for wrestling this week. Thank you again to the Matt Madness Wrestling Podcast. Check them out. Their links are all in my show notes. So check that out. All right, let's get into it. Let's talk about last week's MMA goings onings. Is that right? The the stuff that happened all last weekend in MMA. You know, there was a PFL card, PFL 2. Now, I'm going to talk about one fight from this past, um, or this upcoming PFL card. But um, besides that, I probably won't really cover PFL till we get just like this massive pay-per-view card. You know, Jake Paul and all the other people who are signing up now. Or, you know... I ain't watching till Kayla fights. Kayla Harrison, friend of the show, 
if you don't know. But um but yeah, they're not like calling my attention and from everything I see over social media seems like the pacing is still a little off. So like I said, we'll talk about one fight for this upcoming week, but before then, let's talk about UFC 287. This was live from the Miami-Dade Arena in Miami, Florida. This is the home of the Heat. Um, Looks like the live gate was about $12 million. Almost 20,000 people in the building. This card was headlined by the middleweight champion, Alex Pajeda, defending against one of the greatest middleweights in UFC history, Israel Adesanya. And Israel Adesanya closes the show early, as he said all week when he knocks out Alex Pajeda at 421 of the second round. Listen, I said it on social media. I'm going to say it here. This, first of all, I was like super emotional. I haven't reacted this viscerally since Michael Chandler and Charles Oliveira. Because I'll never forget. After the first round, I said, Chandler's going to get finished this next round. And that's exactly what happened. I, th- I remember throwing my hat on the ground. I was wearing a hoodie. Ripped that off. Threw that on the ground. But this one was just pure pure joy and i'm going to i'm going to read to you exactly what i wrote on instagram because i feel like it summed up how i was actually feeling perfectly because listen listen to this this is me reacting live That was me. And then I ended up posting on my story a little bit after that. This is the greatest celebration in UFC history, and you can't tell me nothing. I don't care. All the crap I've ate for months, you would have thought I was fighting the way I celebrated. And, you know, it's crazy because I'm sitting down and I'm watching... I start watching the fight. I got a new setup. So if it sounds a little different, which I made sure it doesn't, so it shouldn't. Um, it sounds exactly the same as upstairs, but my, my new office is downstairs now because if you guys don't know, my wife is pregnant. We're having a baby, and uh, we want to start working on the baby room. She doesn't want to be working on it all summer since it's her first summer as a teacher off. <laughs> so... So this past weekend, I I moved all my stuff down, you know, all my shelves with all my collectibles, my desk, my and my podcast setup. So I have a couch behind my desk about four feet away. And I'm watching on my 11 inch iPad is like on my desk and I'm sitting on the couch. And like as soon as. Bruce Buffer said it's time like I move up and sit in my desk chair and I'm I'm like watching so like like a child 
I'm glued to the to the iPad. You know, I am bursting with nerves. I'm super and you know, I can believe in him all I want. I I picked him to win in the on my verdict, you know, challenge. I picked him to win in the first round by knockout. Um, so, so I clearly, you know, and it's, it, it wasn't like a, oh, well, he, I can't pick against him. No, I truly believe that he was going to win. So, so I'm sitting there and, you know, the first round goes and I'm like, okay, I think he eked out that first round. I feel like he had the more damaging shots, but, but Pajero's right there. It's really, really close. You could see the adjustments that Pajero made. Um, Izzy was fighting, you know. I went back and watched the first fight, and we talk about how how Izzy was was so great, and and you know he was winning until he wasn't, and he was, you know I I had him up going into the fifth, three rounds to one. Um, but you could see in his movement that he he was a little more. I don't want to say scared, but you know just aware. In that first fight, but in the second fight. His movement was a lot more intentional. You could see that every move had a purpose. Um, he wasn't just moving just to move. You know, he was he was moving because he was going to, you know, I'm going to slip a jab here. I'm going to toss a right hand here. I'm going to leg kick him, leg kick him, leg kick him. Leg, you know what I mean? Like, like you could see how, how more well put together his game plan was in this second fight versus the first fight. So the finishing sequence, right? It's about... 50 seconds or you know 55 or so seconds left in the round and uh Pajara gets a, a leg kick Izzy starts to back up he gets another one and Izzy hits back on the his back on the cage um and it was very similar to the finishing sequence of the first fight so I got really nervous and, and Alex Pajara starts teeing off um but his hands are hurt are down you know he's he's not really protecting himself and Izzy slips this right hand hits him over top to the temple sneaks in the left hits another right puts his lights down left on the way down and then this what's what's Thor's hammer's name a near like just Izzy said this was from the gods dude this hammer fist that he landed to close the show was devastating knocks him out cold right then Izzy gets up not one not two but three arrows and the last one was like the perfect like just like how Alex Pajera does it it was it just was so symbolic right then Izzy circles the cage finds Alex Pajera's son points at him and does the whole you know falling on the ground thing, you know, reminiscent to when Izzy lost the kickboxing fight by knockout. Izzy's getting up, get ready for the decision, and Alex Pajeda's son falls next to Izzy like if he got knocked out. So just one of the... I think that I can say wholeheartedly that is the greatest celebration in UFC history even if you take out the whole kid and the, you know, falling thing, the three bows, right? The last one, 
being exactly like how Alex Pajeda does it. And then at the end, when he walks away, he breaks the bow on his knee. How does he come? You can call him cringy all you want. How did he come up with that at that moment? Oh, I would love to know. But all is well in the world. Once again, our champion of the world at 185, the last style bender, Israel. Adesonia. This was phenomenal. Like I said, I haven't celebrated or reacted that hard in, you know, some time now. It was just poetic justice. Um and I am still buzzing. I've I've watched the fight every day since it happened. Like I said, it's Monday, so I I woke up Sunday morning, watched it. I watched it on my lunch break. Before I started recording, I watched it again. Like, I can't get enough of it. And I can't get enough of the celebration clip. And there's a photo taken of the moment where Izzy's like, you know, he has the bow stretched at Alex while Alex is on the floor printing that out. It's going right above my desk. What a photo. What a fight. Shout out to Alex Pajeda, man. He's he's freaking freaking good and we're not going to talk about what's next for these guys but dude Alex at 205 there are way better matchups up there for him and way more fun fights for him up at 205 because he didn't get to face the murderer's row at 185 he kind of got you know for having the history he got pushed way too fast and you know, and got a title shot off of knocking out Sean Strickland. Like, so there's a future for him at the championship level. Is he, whatever he has next, I don't care. I'm just happy that he's the champ again. And when he spoke after the fight to, you know, in his post-fight speech where he says, I wish you could feel this happy in your life. That was exactly how I felt at that moment watching him knock out Alex Pajeda. So congratulations to the last style bender. What a freaking performance. In your co-main event, Gilbert Durinho Burns. I almost said knocked out. He didn't. It was never even close to a knockout. He, he defeats Jorge Masvidal. By unanimous decision, um, not. <laughs> it wasn't great. It wasn't that fun of a fight. Um, Jorge's done. He calls it a career here, and um, yeah, I mean, when he caught lightning in a bottle after knocking out, you know, when he left London, two and zero. If you guys remember him saying that. Um, you know, it was up to the the Nate Diaz fight, and that was it. You know, he fought Camaro twice, was never great. Uh, when he fought Kobe, he got starched, and then he comes and he loses to Gilbert Burns. It was like, it's it wasn't that exciting, man. Like, after the Nate Diaz fight, it was a wrap. But you can't deny that he was a massive star. Um, he did what he did. And he did it well, and uh, I wish him all the success 
in the world with his promotion. Uh, this one's heartbreaking to say, but at the same time, what a performance. Rob Font defeats Adrian Yanez by TKO in the first round. And, man, Rob Font really does have one of the best jabs in MMA. And, you know, even though Adrian Yanez lost, um, even though he got finished here, to see what he can do to somebody in a losing effort, this dude is going to be a problem at 135. Good Lord. He didn't have his, you know, I, I don't even want to blame him. Let's just say Rob Font was freaking amazing on this night. But uh, Adrian Giannis, he is going to be a freaking problem after this fight. I Guarantee you he's not going to let this happen again. Kevin Holland defeats Santiago Ponzinibbio in the third round by TKO. Um, Pons was um, saying that he wasn't finished. He was definitely finished. He fell face first. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, good on Kevin Holland. He called out Jorge the night of the fight. Um, obviously Jorge retired, so he was on the MMA hour today and he talked about wanting to fight Michael Chiesa in Charlotte, so that'd be pretty dope. Christian Rodriguez derails Raul Rosas Jr.'s run. Um, he really just never stood a chance after that first round. He gassed himself out, just went balls to the wall, and uh, Christian Rodriguez took advantage of that, man. Christian Rodriguez is really good. Even though he missed weight and it kind of pisses me off, um, he he handled Raul Rosas Jr. In the fight of the night, Kelvin Gaslam defeated Chris Curtis by unanimous decision. This fight was super close, really, really fun, man. Chris Curtis throws some really fun body work. And, uh, you know, he's, he's dropped a few, I think, now. So... So far in his his run, he is two, four and two. Um, he's still ranked, and um, he's really really good. And and the two that he lost, super duper close. So uh, don't sleep on Chris Curtis, but Kelvin Gaslam looked like the Kelvin Gaslam of old. So congratulations to him. Uh, Luana Pinedo defeated Michelle Waterson by split decision. Uh, that I, I think in real time I scored it for Waterson, but um, I'm a Pinedo fan, so she's gonna have to work on that gas tank because she looked gassed in that second round. Uh, Joe Pfeiffer, Philly boy, body bags. He defeats Gerald Milshot by TKO in the first round and continues his run. Man, Joe Pfeiffer's doing a great great job um in the ufc and when you hear him talk man you want nothing but success from him you could tell he was on the mma hour today as well today being monday and uh the team at the end were like oh how could you not root for that guy it's so true shout out to joe pfeiffer uh lupita uh lupi Godinez defeated Cynthia Calvillo by split decision. Another really close fight, and uh, I'm not gonna lie, I had one eye on this fight. I wasn't, I was like just getting home and didn't really pay too much attention to it. 
Um, Ignacio Bahamundas defeated Trey Ogden by unanimous decision. Steve Garcia KOs uh, Shailen Nerdon Betke. I've read this name 20 times. I still can't say it. Uh, He KOs him with some body work. That was awesome to see. Congrats to Steve Garcia. And Sam Hughes derails the hype train of Jacqueline Amarim when she defeated her by unanimous decision. So that was UFC 287. Really fun card. And like I said, uh, that main event is an all-time moment for me. All-time moment for me. Congratulations to those guys. Um, We move on to this week. Starting with PFL 3 on Friday night. And like I said, I will be talking about one fight here and one fight only. And that is the debuting Shane Burgos. He When he takes on Olivier Oban Mercier. Now, I have no idea why this is on the prelims. This should definitely be the freaking co-main event. Shane Burgos debut. On the PFL, and he's in the prelims. Come on, and he's taking on the champion. Do better, PFL. And I thought I was like gonna be all positive, but come on, you guys got him on the prelims. He's like has potential to be one of your biggest stars. Cut it out, PFL. And we move on to Saturday live from the T-Mobile Center. In Kansas City, Missouri, it's UFC Fight Night Holloway versus Allen in your main event. That's a great fight at 145. Uh, Edson Barbosa versus Billy Q. Billy Q always brings the fight, and he's fighting a veteran in Edson Barbosa. Dustin Jacoby versus Azamat Mirzakhanov. Ian Kudalaba versus Tanner Bozer. Pedro Munoz versus Chris Gutierrez. That's a great fight. Clay Guida versus Hafa Garcia. TJ Brown versus Bill Algio. Mateus Nicolau is back when he takes on Brendan Royvel. That's a banger at 125. Ed Herman versus Zach Cummings. Jillian Robertson versus Pierre Rodriguez. Shout out to Pierre. She's a great prospect. Groovy Lando Venata versus Daniel Zellhuber. Denise Gomez versus Bruna Brazil. Gaston Bolanos versus Aaron Phillips. And Jocelyn Edwards versus Lucy Pudalova. This is a huge card. 14 fights, but a really, really fun main card. So I'm looking forward to the main event, mostly the return of Blessed Holloway. Um, and we'll see how good Arnold Allen is here. We. <laughs> Talk about a litmus test. Max Holloway. Let's not forget what he was able to do to people like Yair Rodriguez and Calvin Cater, man. Arnold Allen might be in over his head here, but that's this weekend's fights. I'm on vacation, and this has been this week's episode of YBE MMA. I am Josh Prepagina. You can find me on all forms of social media. Elroy Preps in one word. You can find the show on Instagram at YBE MMA Podcast as well as Teespring, teespring.com 
slash stores slash YBE MMA podcast. If it's your birthday, happy birthday. Love your mothers. I love you, mom. Enjoy the fights this weekend, and we'll see you next week.